0: Hi, folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoisec podcast. This is the conversation we had with senior business reporter with The Business Post, Killian Woods. I want to thank Killian sincerely for continuing to give us his time and for the work that he continues to do, particularly in relation to our housing crisis. Uh, I do recommend you check out his work, obviously, every Sunday in the Business Post. Uh, if you like what we do, if you enjoy the podcasts and you get something out of them, please give something back. It's really simple. It's patreon.com forward slash tortoiseshack. The link is in the podcast you're listening to right now. Every cent you give us helps us keep these mics on and the show on the road. I know it's tough out there and we're all feeling the pinch, but I get it, but we also need the help of you guys to keep these mics on. We've no ads and we've no sponsors, nor do we want any. I mean, you only have to listen to the podcast that you probably listen to right now, and you'll hear ads from on behalf of the government of Ireland the whole time. It drives me mad. It's self-censorship. It's putting yourself in a position where you're behooving on them to pay your wage. We don't want to go down that road. That's not what the tortoise shack is about. We don't like pulling punches. And the only way we keep this show on the road is the Patreon model. So if you can, if you have it, patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. I won't delay any further. Enjoy this great conversation. We we'll of the best in the business. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves and we are back yet again uh, talking housing, housing this uh, seemingly intractable problem, which obviously there are various solutions to. And yet we seem to have uh, a crisis that has gotten worse and we've seen how that has now begun to play out across the country in concerns about, you know, uh, refugees, asylum seekers, migrants, economic migrants, all of these labels being put on people most uh, recently in my own backyard in Ballymun. And I have to say it was very disappointing and actually disheartening to watch that. But I have seen some great uh, pushback from members of the community and, you know, coming together to to say this is not representative of who we are and how, you know, the enemy is not in a hotel room the enemy is is policy and decades of neglect Ballymun as a community has been neglected since i was a child since it was, since it was inception since its inception and um i think you know we've thrived despite of bad policy but we need to know Work on the who was actually uh, hold people who are accountable for the policies that have done this rather than punch down, pleading with people, stop punching down, they are not your enemy. I keep seeing that, um, that image of the uh Rupert Murdoch guy say with, with the plate full of cookies saying that immigrant wants your cookie. Um, and uh, it is very true, it is very true. Anyway, uh, delighted to be rejoined on the podcast by senior business reporter for the Business Post, Killian Woods. Killian, how are you? Good, Tony, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, and and I forgot to mention. Uh, we got him out two days now this week. You were being spoiled rotten, uh, Martin. How are you? Not
1: too bad, Tony. Not too bad. Thank you very much.
0: Listen, I, I I I have a lot we want to cover when it comes to housing, Killian. But can I ask you um, your overall perception of of the as we head into 2023? Because we have seen none of the indicators are good going into this year, and a lot of the work you've you've shown is, is has sort of led us to believe that. The targets and the crisis uh, might get worse before it before it gets better. To use that awful phrase that's been peddled around. How how are you feeling about the housing situation in general?
2: Yeah, I, I, it's such a cheap thing to say. I, I'm always reluctant to give um, like predictions on what figures will come back. The, you, evidently, you always end up getting it wrong. Mm. Um, I just but what we i'll answer the question this way we, like we obviously expect completions of homes to go up from that um from 2021 to 2022 that's that's kind of in, in definitely going to happen now we, we know the figures for how many homes were built last year like i think it's twenty thousand around there maybe 20 exactly and um, we'll come we'll come out so that is that is up on the year before um it looking likely based on how many homes are in and the and the CSO data on how much how active the construction industry is, it'll either be at that level or slightly below it this year. And um, we are seeing some contracting firms and companies that are involved in small housing developments struggling to build, being told stop building because you aren't going to even break even anymore. Therefore why would you even keep going? Um so it's hard to know if it'll be I, it, I, I can say it it's very unlikely to be more homes mm. this year than last year. at best it will probably be the same amount of homes and um, because because we can kind of forecast that basis, as I said the CSO tells tell us every month how active the residential market is it's a very difficult figure to interrogate because it's it's indexed and saying like this is so I find but you can take their word that it's it is not going up. So no. The amount of residential construction like, going happening is not going up, and the amount of commencements that are going into the system are also going down. But commencements are a very tricky beast to start to interpret because a commencement, like a commencement, let's say could, they're not all like for like in the uh, units when you're looking at commencements. And I've written about how many homes are being started or commenced a lot last year and showing that that's going down. But, you know, a commencement of a, a one-off home in County Leash is not the same as a commencement as a, um, a duplex apartment in Swords. You know, that, like, they don't take the same amount of time to build. One person could just speed through their home, the one-off home they're building in Leash. could be done in a couple of months, but you never know. Some of them could take longer, some of them might never be completed. And then it, obviously it wrapped up in those commencements are apartment units, which, you know, you could say you're starting, like some of the commencement notice say they're starting 400 apartments. But, you know, number 398 of those apartments might be built until five years time. You know, they might mm-hmm. build the first 20 and then another block of 40. So it's really based on commencement data and the CSO data about how much residential construction activity is going on. At best, it'll be the same amount of homes built this year compared to last 2022. But definitely, I can't imagine it'd be more. And then, no, it, and, then and the and, and, election cycle, it'll be definitely down to 24 to 20 again, because there's not enough homes to commence now mm-hmm. to get the figures up. But 2023 is harder to predict.
0: It's it's, it's just, but if so, we've, we've heard this, we've heard the mute music as well talking about it, but there's been, you know, I, again, I want to just, I, I probably want to zoom out if this is okay with you. We've seen um, the likes of Blackstone, these giant companies, these multi-billion dollar companies that that have huge tranches of, of residential properties that we call REITs here and they operate on this. And they've actually started blocking saying no no withdrawals from our funds at the moment. So internationally there's there's a little bit of heat on that on that system whereby the built rent model that Ireland has I don't want to say put all its eggs in that basket, but we've put quite a high percentage of our eggs in that basket, Killian. And now we're, now we're seeing, seeing the situation where those, um, those, those guys are saying, well, this isn't really worth our while at the moment. You know, this is, this is not the market we want to be in. And it does seem that we, we, the tide is going out and maybe we, maybe we are the guys swimming naked.
2: We see that Ballymore black backed out of Ballymore backed out of buying that site from Jerry Gannon in Clon Griffin, which would have been another build to rent development. They were, I think, around forty million they're gonna pay for that and they just backed they were the preferred bidder and they just backed out of the deal. And they're entitled to this, us, but the, it's a it's a it's a, it got that spin of the mood music about where they're at. We see that build rent is definitely concerned about where they're gonna make their, get their money to either make their returns or just to basically funded in the first place then again you look at december i looked at the commencement notices for was it november december november and three big um apartment projects did commence now whether they're completed whether that actually translates into building sometimes a comm- sometimes a com- apartment block being commenced can mean you know demolishing on site and then putting a hoarding and then it's nothing, nothing been done with it for a few years time like a good example i always say about again and this is commencement notes aren't a perfect barometer of what's going on is i'm i'm sure some of your listeners would be familiar with slorgan and not this not the site beside not the site leisureplex site the site beside the leisureplex site just across the road where there was a chinese restaurant and a and motor dealers like that commenced construction four years ago um <laughs> it's you know the weeds are taller than the houses that are not on that site now you know it's it's not exactly commenced uh, technically although they cleared the site so but yeah i, I look the new music about built rent isn't looking good government have come in and said they're going to supplement the building of apartments maybe that's what some of these this is this is this, this yeah.
0: is this is where we're going here because they yeah. you know they, they are they going to actually because we've said give us more subsidies give us more tax breaks give us more of this it does look like um and martin sorry i know you wanted to come in but i would i'll give you one real example uh blacks uh, black rock have a, a fund of 3.5 billion of re- of a REITs in in the uk and they've said we're suspending um, we're suspending withdrawals from it as well. like I mean, this is this is not just our problem in terms of international capital, but yet the state are in a position whereby they've underspent their own budget on housing by three or four hundred million depending on how you listen to. Sorry, Martin, I know you wanted to
1: come in. I just want to say that i, I got a lift over from swords here this morning, and the visualization of what you've just spoken about killing is very clear. Um, that back road between Sorgen, Swords and Ashburn has a lot of development on it. And oh, I, know well. them, I know them by developer. And there are big developers and there are small developers. And I can say for a fact, the small developers seem to have stopped altogether, seem to have stopped where they are. They, the houses aren't fully fitted out, you know, three quarters of the way there and stopped. Whereas the bigger developers seem to be racing. And I mean, absolutely racing ahead to get houses built. And then as you come into Ashburn and you come into John's Wood at the back of it, there's an apartment block. Literally, the bones of it are after going up in two weeks post-Christmas. That's incredible, the speed. But then on the back road, you see the smaller developers have just simply stopped. Is there some kind of competition here? Everybody fears the carousel is going to stop. Everybody's going to be out of chairs, or at least some people are going to be. And it's to get your products either finished or stop them where they are right now.
2: What we saw in November there was three in quick fire succession, which which is you know, which identified a bit of a trend was there was three different con, con, like medium to small size contractors involved in different parts of construction go to the courts now i think it was a mix of examiner receivership and liquidations So not not exactly all the exact same process they were going towards but like there was different companies at different stages of development whether they're supplying the basic raw materials or they're supplying you know um yeah, what's uh, not for refrigeration and um, air conditioning units for apartment mm-hmm. blocks these like all these things that like yes are not don't aren't the bricks and mortar aren't the actual brick literal bricks but do form the parts of the overall bricks and mortar if you don't have the air conditioning units going in then your apartment block won't be finished because no air conditioning going into or the heating. And they were all going to the court saying, we can't make the money. We're not making the money back on what we committed to build. Therefore, now we're being called in by people who we owe money saying, we want to make sure we get our money. So there seems to be a few, like, and that is might look like, that mightn't be directly the actual developer who owns the site going mm. to the wall, but it's the people they rely on getting the stuff really built or delivering those window panes or delivering the, the front doors or delivering all the different things that need to go into a house that or apartment block. If those go to the wall, then they need to sort of source another one. All of a sudden, they're in a different environment they're sourcing now. In desperation, and not very get to going to get to put the price that they agreed two years. Killian, ago That's now.
0: scary. That's scary. I that, I remember. Um, as we headed into the to the to financial crash, um, RBS people will recall used to own Ulster Bank. who were pulling out the Irish market and First Active, and there was developers obviously working in different aspects. And there was one developer building um a a a few few roads worth of houses in uh, outside Athlone, and there was another guy building out in Ross and they were both basically trying to use both banks to buy ten properties off for one another, uh, and but because ultimately both banks were owned by RBS, someone actually had the common sense to pick up. Go, whoa, hang on! Is he just paying him this money to finish those properties, and he's getting the money to finish those properties? And this and this deal like was changing hands in in, in, the, in the in the in the in the millions of millions of euro. And I I'm underestimating when I say ten. This was just a ten on one particular block that they were doing. And you see these sort of things. So, so yet, yeah, so the the seams do seem to be a little bit um, looser than, than they should have been. But can we go back to specifically the cost element? Because you've written about it. Um, you wrote about it last weekend really well in the Business Post. Please, please support independent journalism, buy a paper, subscribe. But like, what was it? 138,000 euro? more per home yeah.
2: So, yeah those figures come from a report that we obtained business post from uh, uh, this internal lda report that we obtained that should, that was trying to interrogate how much their cost to deliver a house uh, apartments a small apartment block in nace compares to european standards like they know what it's going to cost themselves they can benchmark it against other irish prices that's not so difficult to do um, there's also research out there by different firms like Turner Townsend showing how what the price of Ireland is like. But they again, it's it's like it's not uh, apples and oranges. it's very rare. You're like when we when we look at even how much it costs the state to build overall and then a PQ, a parliamentary parliamentary question is asked, and someone says, I got how much it costs to build a social home in Ireland. It's kind of a stupid figure in a way, in that it's or not, that's a bit harsh. It's a figure that's it's it's hard to use or it's hard to make sense of because you know it costs different to deliver a house and Le- like you can't compare a house in leash that so to say deliver versus an apartment in the city center of dublin which they're building which the which have been built beside the abbey theater like that's they're incomparable and it's to, and then to get an average of that or a median it's nearly pointless like that doesn't really mean anything it doesn't cost anywhere to deliver that price you know so but this is what the lda were trying to look at if we it costs us this much to build a mace how much does it cost a sem- similar like? In a, not there's no Nace in France. There's no Nace in Germany, yeah. but those sort of style areas.
0: I've I, I've been to um, uh, La Rochelle. It's you know, no nice. offense, Nice is <laughs> nice.
2: nice is probably the most furthest away from Nace style place. I, like I've been to Nice, it is nothing <laughs> like Nice, um, and that is a sorry that, that to be clear that is a complete. Derogatory comment about Nice. Nice, nothing <laughs> like Nice, and you'd, you'd be lying if you said if you're from Nice and you think it's like Nice, you'd laugh. At it. Like we're not even in the same <laughs> the world.
0: listen, listen, listen. The we're getting sidetracked. So we're getting we're <laughs> like, getting so Nice equivalent
2: era. in Germany. the Nice equivalent in like in, in France and in Belgium. And I won't specific. I won't mention the specific towns they went for, but like areas, and and they showed that. Look, it just is cheaper. Across the board, and it, and it varied. The one hundred and thirty-eight thousand is the upper limit. Yeah, but it's the, it's between hundred and thirty eight thousand more expensive for that. Uh, sorry, and um, more expensive than Ireland, that for Ireland to build them. And you know that just and it, it, again it broke it down. It was mainly construction costs. Hmm. Mo- it was mostly the basic of like building the actual physical building but then there was other stuff like footpaths and thus infrastructure but like it was i think 400 around 400 euro per square meter in ireland for like footpath infrastructure like in other countries Belgium, was, like down to 40 or 38 yeah it was euro. it was, and, like, guess, like, it was one tenth it was up. it was
0: it was one tenth when we talked about those and that's why when you walked into mm-hmm. some if you if people recall when we built many of the uh Many of the states at the back of Blanchardstown, the, uh, the, the bus stops were just literally decided the, the road Martin. Do you recall because I do. Of the, 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 we were most, best part of a decade waiting on pavements to go to the bus stops? But, but this is the, these are a lot of the issues there. But, but at 138,000, I'm, remi- I'm reminded of the. I think it was 2019 Irish government's economic evaluation service saying that for every hap tenancy in Dublin, they could, they could, the state could build on state land to affordable homes. And they were putting it kind of in a, let's take it to an on model, less the price, you know, obviously they're not paying for the land They're not paying for the services. This is, this is the, this is the build out cost. And when you hear that, it does seem that we are really paying through the nose for construction in the private in the private sector, Killian. Like you, I mean, famously yourself and Gav Riley spent about forty five minutes of a, of a five minute conversation talking about the price of doors the other day.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and apparently I'm wrong. Apparently doors are very expensive. But like, you know, and then but yeah, it, but and right, let's take the door is a good example. I think some people I don't know the the odds sometimes people get, you know, it's yeah, it's I know sometimes sparks a conversation and you don't understand why, but doors, maybe it needs to look more into doors. But yeah it was quoted to me that by someone delivering social housing that like we're buying we're spending three grand on doors per door per front door and and their immediate reaction and maybe i didn't interrogate it enough before saying it on on the radio was that seems a lot their reaction was that seems a lot and this is the deliverer of social housing and i tend to agree with them Like, is does the door have to cost three thousand 3, 3, it seems a lot for a door the like, composite
1: yeah.
2: yeah. But, but like and yeah, and a door i'm not saying we need lower standard doors or to weaken the standard doors but you know there's a funny thing i saw yesterday like you can buy now a self-driving pr- there's, there's a self-driving pram being debuted at this technology conference this week and it costs three thousand dollars so like for you can get a door or a self-driving pram for the same price And that means that for me would hint that maybe the price of the door like why is it three grand why do our construction costs cost two thousand nine hundred per square meter like what why is this so expensive in Ireland compared to others and maybe and it's not we need to have a discussion around not weakening our standards but maybe understanding where this before we get to that just immediately okay if it's more expensive we need to cut the size of our places maybe that's the real and we need to get prices down that way but understand like why is it costing this much and it's i was told again i probably didn't make it clear enough in the piece that yes we have a supply chain uh costs that are above other countries like we can't Put stuff on the back of a lorry from Poland into Germany, and it arrives the next day. We have to get it over the RC, and that yeah, that is definitely part of the reason some of our materials are higher. But it's so far out of kilter at the kind of in the hundred grand range that it's not just.
1: shipping. I, I do, I do like believe that Orla Hegarty has looked at this area just for yourself. I do believe Orla has looked quite in depth at this area of why costs are the costs they are, and not only the cost, the quality of of what we use in our building, which is equally as important. Um, I think that's probably a bigger a bigger issue is is the quality of what's going into our buildings I mean we have so many building issues in this country um and legacy building issues and building you know it's still going on today Killian, there's a meeting today uh, yeah. going on and we have the it i think it was originally touted as uh interested parties was was what the meeting was touted as but it it and now appears that the the lobbyists outnumber the 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 I don't know for want of a better word those in need of housing by 4 to 1 at this meeting do you expect any uh, meaningful outcome
2: like with this, and I, I, I'm going to try and get more information about what happened at it. Um, it was the first I heard of it was when it was put on Twitter. Maybe that doesn't say much about me as a reporter. That I didn't know about it, but I'm happy to admit that. Um, it seems to be a closed door meeting. You know, it'll naturally, I assume, I hope records are taken of what's said at it. I'll try and get those records. Um, I just don't see what another summit will do. Like, I don't see. I. Based on the looking at, um, I think it was the ditch um, had a long list of who was invited um, on their site today. Um, I, 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 if the government need to hear from those parties again. And a lobbyist is—I use the word lobbyist—and lobbyists hate the word lobbyist. And it's mm-hmm. not a dirty word; it's just what they are. It's the word, and they can come up with a different word to describe what they are, but it's lobbyist, and it's not a dirty word. It just use a word. Like, but they should know what the I say that well, to say that. Well, they, well, they, they know well, what these the lobbies are saying. Point. They meet these lobbyists so regularly. They meet Glanvei. They meet Karen. They meet the I, I, IIP. Like they are meetings with them all the time. The lobbying register show they are. I don't get what having all of them in the room saying the same thing at the same time will do. If like, they meet property industry are regularly, um, I don't understand what a housing summit so will do. Like, are they give, bringing them in to give out to them, and they bring bring them in to say there's more ideas. You know, there's well,
1: I I, I did it, hear that time. next year, instead of doing the meeting again next year, what they're gonna do is a pageant and then we're gonna celebrate uh the talking about homelessness pageant every year after that.
0: Martin, you can be you can be disingenuous, but this is the fourth one that I'm aware yeah. of since yeah, yeah. Twi- and and Owen Murphy, uh Simon Coveney, uh, and now Dar O'Brien and the delay in between is explained by COVID. And I rem- I recall um, NGOs being at the door of one famously where Ole where Murphy came out and made a big um, photo op opportunity going out to address the people who were left outside. And they were members of the homeless community and members of NGOs that advocated for that. And this time it's four to one the ratio that, that of people who were invited in. My concern is, as Killian says, is that it is just I mean, we I the the um the lads in noteworthy in the journal did a great um deep dive on the lobbying register Killian, and it showed that they're not only are do they meet with them all the time, they meet with them more than any other lobbying group. The construction industry yeah. Federation and these likes are the most lobby like they, they lobby the government more often. Than, and yes, I agree. they lobbyists hate being called lobbyists. I saw one former Finnegall TD on RT the other day insisting on being called the director of of of, um, of uh, corporate affairs for some lobbying organisation. And you know, I, I've had this conversation with others, and they've said to me, "Oh, please refer to me as a consultant, right? Whatever, it's lobbying. That's your job." And as you said, Killian, it's it's a it's a it's a profession, and that's what they do. But it's it's a strange one to see. Particularly when we've just seen the worst case scenario in terms of where we've gone with three and a half thousand children, eleven and a half thousand people homeless, um, the 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 fears that that the construction industry is actually slowing down, and now my big concern is, and this is genuinely my concern, is that one hundred and thirty eight euro, one hundred and thirty eight thousand euro figure is only going to go up because I've I've heard the lobbyists saying, well, give us more money. And we'll build, and we'll build, we'll build more, and that would be a worry to me.
2: Yeah, to reiterate that point is, I just don't see what they. That's noteworthy. Show that they meet with them a lot, tell them their concerns a lot, which is should be done. I'm not, they, they should have these people in talking to them a lot. Um, it's not necessary. They should have everyone in talking to them a lot, so to, to clarify, like it. But I don't see what they're going to say at this meeting. That wouldn't be other than, like, I, I guarantee you, planning issues will come up. Where, where, well, I, I, and I guarantee you cost cost materials will come up but like no further interrogation of why those are like really but that those are re- like one, one of those things planning issues is an issue on some case case basis. then we also have lots of permissions that aren't been activated but mm-hmm. then again you say to the industry but they're not viable it's like well then why did you apply for them in the first place to build them um, you know like I think Cork County I keep I say it whenever I get a platform is to say like Cork County Council and City Council there was a CIF conference down in Cork and their representatives at it and they admitted, maybe we've given permission to a lot of people who can't deliver housing. Maybe we need to be more careful at who we do give permission to. And we might have given permission, worryingly, to a lot of stuff that is completely will never be built. Therefore, the planning issues are possibly caused by the sector applying for permission for stuff that's not viable ever, ever. And maybe that was a mistake, and if they say it's a mistake, we'll hold them to it. But that seems like something the sector should probably come out and address, that there's permission for a lot of apartments to be built and houses to be built there, and apparently apartments aren't viable. Why did they apply for those apartments if they weren't viable? Not be before the interest rate environment, before all that, uh, before before the
0: cost of living crisis, before the, uh, COVID. I, uh, uh, the. Yes, of that. I just want to like before before you come in, Martin. I want like one really important point. Also, who's not around the table? Where are the tenants' unions? Where are the traveller groups? Where are the people remote the, with disability rights? Where I'm looking at the numbers, and it's like, well. We have a, we should we throw it all out there and say, sure, don't we, don't we have, um, uh, someone here from Peter Very Trust, not Peter, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, throw out these things and we sort of say, this is how we'll do it. And it, it's quite concerning to see who's not there. If you're going into that room and you're telling me that the people who are on the face of for, of suffering the worst of this housing crisis and they're not present at the table, you're, uh, you're, you're not actually solution focused. Sorry, Martin.
1: Yeah. I just, um, You know, there was a piece during the week about the Taoiseach saying that he's prepared to do anything about housing except touch the five million surplus. And you have to ask the question, and I think the question needs to be seriously asked. Can you call it a surplus when really what it is, is a deficit in, it's an underspend in housing and health. And that's what it is. It's not actually a surplus. We have over 3,000 homeless children in this country, one of the richest countries in the world. How can we have a surplus and almost what, three and a half thousand children homeless? How, How can that, how can you morally square that circle?
2: Like I, I don't, I don't know, I don't mind. I, I, I see the point. You know, I see the point you're making there, and it, it, it is up for debate about whether we should touch that. and We probably should, at least if they're going to really follow through on tackling this as a COVID-style emergency. Like I, I find, like again, I try not to uh, go beyond the basics of being a reporter. Sometimes, but mm. I found that a lot of the coverage in the last few month, weeks at the roundtables with different leadered party leaders, especially of Varadkar, about housing. I, I just don't understand what use it is to come out and say we're going to attack it like we're going to wage war on the housing crisis we're going to you know tackle a COVID style um, like to me it, it is it, the housing crisis isn't like it's it's getting worse in different metrics but it, in a lot of areas it's not really much worse than it was the whole time it's just mm. a dramatic undersupply that's getting obviously worse each year but slightly by not addressing the undersupply homelessness is definitely increasing more rapidly I, I, I agree but um, and becoming a bigger issue like it just it's the it's the same issue that was there in 2016 when rebuilding Ireland was launched. It was the same issue there in 2015 when they, they were been warned in the latter ends of the banking crisis, banking inquiry, about you know that we need to start building again. Um, it's a, it's the same now, and I, I don't understand why now it's well. To be uh, alive. I, I, I I, want, can I, I can I come in, Killian? Sorry, for
0: I want to make a point because in 2019 I said to the then housing minister was. Uh, housing for all, just rebuilding Ireland with different ace, icing and 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 uh, a flake on the top of it—the same cake with with, with different icing—and he said I was wrong. Um, and it does seem to me very much that there are little tweaks and little things, but it's the same delivery method that that was in rebuilding Ireland that was that was actually helped well helping so things were things were progressively getting worse and you mentioned that the t-shock during the last couple of years where he said he was proud of finnegal's record in in um housing 12 years in government it's not really something i could say that i would stand over and want and, and actually come out and say i'm proud of um but but martin you said five million it's five billion, of Sorry, surplus. 5 billion. um okay. and then and then the, on the other side of it Simple things and something you covered, by the way, Killian, and needs to be uh, called out again, like simple things that they have failed to act on Airbnb, for example. And yet here Mm -hmm. we are again, as you've reported yet again, there's no one is when you leave people to self-report, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So we haven't even closed a loophole that we've known about. Like, I mean, you know, like we've all known about this for the best part of a decade now.
2: Yeah, and again, the government... So that is the story I had on Sunday that was about um, in Dublin City Council specifically. Um, if you are if you are going to let on a short-term basis, um, you have to declare at the beginning of the year, if you're going to do it, then you have to... If you breach the 90-day limit of letting on, on the likes of Airbnb and other short-term letting platforms, then you have to also notify them. And then at the end of the year, no matter what happened, even if you let it for zero days, you have to tell them how many days you let it for. Those are the guide li- guidelines they're, they're not in guidelines let's sell them short they are rules the, that's the laws that were brought in to try and uh, control or at least understand Airbnb to start to put up some but now, now and now the government has as of well, Catherine Martin said last year that in the first quarter of this year they are going to bring in new and for new enforcement not, enforcement body is but the rules are still really the same it's not really they're just bringing in Fall Ireland to give out licenses and look at enforcing it again hopefully that will work um but you're giving an enforcement route, like you're giving an enforcement mandate to to an organization that's never enforced anything else in their life.
1: Yeah, like, but like, that's kind of a typical pattern that we see that that the organizations who have the power to do something don't have the teeth.
2: But why wouldn't it. you give it? The, why wouldn't you give it the RTB? Yeah, again, I, I, and we can have another discussion about whether the RTB have any real power of enforcement either. But yes. like, why give it to Vulture Ireland who have, need to hire people in to enforce it and need to find staff at least and, and
1: train. And train. And train. I mean, there's a whole process and, you know, there involved.
2: I, again, I look at this personally, because I think they put the fear of God into anyone. I put give it to revenue. <laughs> if you want to really enforce anything, you give it to revenue. They're the ones who have access to take your money off you, really. Uh, Listen, if, 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 and,
0: and and the stats bear you out. Even in the, the latest up, update on, on changes to local property tax, uh, there's the, the compliance rate is still in the 90s. Like, See, I laugh when you say compliance.
1: To go, oh. I laugh when you say compliance. Where's the choice? That's what, That's it. They're like,
0: like I remember. They
1: garnish it, if you don't. If you don't correspond. If you don't engage, I, they just garnish. And I, I can say that because I've I've done that all along. I have corresponded or engaged once about the property tax revenue. Never once. Yeah, well, they uh, just they just tell me what they're taking, and yeah. I have nothing I can do about it. So, I I don't like the idea that it's compliance. It's
0: but not, but 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 what I, I suppose coming back to Killian's point about you know we're now we're now we're now doing something about this is, you know, something must be done. So this is the thing we're going to do. And then again, here we go. So someone gets to press as Simon Garrow is famous, he says, the minister loves to press the big green button and doesn't yeah. like to pull on the red lever, but they don't necessarily, you know, factor in what, what's the actual outcome it is. So that's a concern the, look, uh, is there scope? Do you think now that, that this government, because this government is in make or break territory, whether they want to say it or not, it's the, that they are now, in pre-election um, cycle now, and the only thing that's going to make or break them is housing. The fact that they have what Martin called a five billion euro budget, they've got the only growing, the only budget surplus in in the EU, um, and our our tax evasion or tax avoidance network is 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 thriving. Do you think they will throw money at a killian? I don't know. Uh, this last is too to late. Speculate. Totally, like
2: it's it's it, the, the delivery timelines for these things are like at, at most kind of eighteen, maybe at the very very end, twenty four months for these. And then one off houses or smaller housing estates, but they can't really back anymore because they're not sustainable enough. They're not high, high density enough. Yeah, the, the, they they take maybe less than a year to build. The, the, there's not enough time like that. I, I was talking to a political analyst about this last week, and again. R- reticent to give my complete opinion when so going maybe parrot a bit of theirs, but it's it's there's just not the whole the way the timeline's breaking up now, what are we two and a half years away? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say it will be called before. Like, so do I. I don't think it'll go I, to full. I, oh, now, no, you see no, no I don't Now, I would
1: in. have said that all along, but now I'm of a different opinion.
2: It, and it'll, would be call, have... it'll be called, though, like um, probably in, he like, won't get the two and a half years. Then, no. I think you get like two, maybe two years, two months. I two, think two, in two
1: particular where housing is concerned, I think that the fact that we have a new finance minister is the most significant factor. Without so no, but
2: it, don't, it doesn't matter, Martin. As I was but saying earlier really, about. Commit.
1: Commit. They can commit.
2: The, yeah, but they, they, it's irrelevant. They won't have delivered on the commis, commitment by the time the electric goes live. Yeah, That's, but the, the, the No, 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 Martin,
0: I'm right? going to come on over both of you and say, sh- you see these things we're saying where we've now moved up the amount of people who can now uh, qualify to a, apply for social housing. And you go. That's all well and good, but there's nowhere for for them to go. All you're doing is adding people to the list who are now eligible to the list. And they, so it's all of this tweaking when there isn't enough coming on stream. There's not enough happening, and they've decided to double down, as far as I can see, on on the delivery model that we've already said at the outset of this podcast is starting to creak globally. I mean, there is there's fun managers out there killing, and you're probably well aware of this. Are saying why would I when I can now just you know park my 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 funds in a in an interest bearing account for for the next little while because you know the fed and the ecb and the and the uk central bank are are intent on putting interest rates up again a couple of cycles yeah. in this this year so why would i take stop the, the
2: flood of money yeah.
0: yes so why so so this is a huge this is a huge problem and no matter what we do i i actually i agree with you that it's that the time is up but i wonder if We keep hearing this politically, and again, this is going outside the ever admit. But we keep hearing about, you know, um, Sinn Fein don't know what, can't pass a microphone without saying, what we need is change. What does that change mean? What we need is change. <laughs> we all these people want to say we need change, and now we've got obviously uh, Leo Råker's come back into the into the office of T-Shock and he's saying, "By the way, I'm the change candidate, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a clean slate and forget about everything else. I'm the new guy." Um, and we, so they're all trying to put themselves forward as change, but none of them have have got have gotten to grips with um, the idea of. Local authorities, local um, approved housing bodies delivering at scale, and I don't see that happening in in the in the lifetime of this government.
2: But like very cynically, um, Tony. So you're talking about their social affordable housing. Are they are they government voters? Mm. Well, I, I would. Agree yes. With you. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I'm trying to say, like the take the land development agency they Are driving an important, and I think they should exist. A form of land development agency should exist, and it should be conscious of what it's spending on, on public money. And it should actually be interrogated, like they did, and then that should be shared with the overall group as should it, should, should not
0: be a confidential document that you have to get uh you have to get your hands on i, th-
2: I think i think i should i think i shouldn't be allowed to i personally think i shouldn't be allowed to FOI the do- the contents of that document because they were shared with the lda in confidence and um, uh, by other housing providers in europe i think if i have to get my hands on it then i am obliged based on my role to publish it because that's my job in the whole in the whole this whole machine that goes on but i don't think they sh- i think they should be allowed claim commercial sensitivity over some of that information if then I ha- if then someone happens to leak it to me because they feel the re- re- results of it are very important that's different but I'm just trying to say about the LDI delivering affordable housing social housing they're trying they're trying the government are trying to supplement get get all these people who are not able to buy at the moment into the into the market they're making all these different things compete with their core voters who now can't buy housing or are now getting their prices of housing driven up so, like, politically, it all looks like a very bad idea. Like, cynically, politically, I'm not saying... I think it's good. I think it's it's but, good that more people who... Yeah, yeah. I think it's good there's more affordable housing. I think it's good there's more social housing. That's good. But if you're getting those private developers who typically provide for the first-time buyers who don't need any help, even from mom and bank of mom and dad, all those and they now have their price gone up by 200 grand for their house i don't know if that helps them at the vo- at the polls and, no
0: there's
2: yeah, like, uh, the, the commencements w- are down there's, just, there's actually just not going to be enough homes like, if if house it's on track there's, there's not like any debate about this like it's you can't Get enough homes built between the next election and now mm. for it to start going up. They're, they're already trending downwards. There's only on. one thing. So there's you, only that,
1: one thing that can alleviate the situation for the government. There's only one thing, and it's the same thing that will alleviate the situation in health. If we return to uh, high numbers emigrating, and really and truly, our health and housing policies are designed around the idea fair, yeah, that's that point, the country yeah. will empty periodically. And that's what they're and that's why they don't work.
0: But but it won't work now because no matter what happens, no matter what happens, the climate crisis is real. We see we see twenty three people on trial in Greece for. Helping saving migrants from drowning because the climate crisis is going to make that, that sort of stuff become the norm. And that's where we're going. People are on the move, Martin. So, so, you know, have you seen the map of, of,
1: of, I, I worst know, but case I'm scenario? just saying, no, that, I, that I historically, that, but, but this, is, this is how government yeah. has designed policy. Yeah, but we have and to, and they haven't we ha- yet broken with that.
0: I agree, but we have to tear that up and understand that this is where we're, oh, this is like, we keep hearing this frankly racist far right talking point of Ireland is full. And we know we're one of the least densely populated countries in, in, in can, the EU. Can I EU. ask
1: you both a question as we come to an end to this? Is there a danger that we, we could end up back where we were uh, in economic crash? Is there a danger that we end up there, but that Ireland's uniqueness will mean that our property prices will stay buoyant where others won't? And that that certainly suits the incumbent government.
2: Well, it, it, even if there was immigration, the property prices should, at least in the, for purchase market, should stay buoyant because there's a high amount of people who won't emigrate and will benefit from... But, and the price is sticky. It's not going to drop by a like hundred grand um, for how, if you see a couple of people emigrating because there will still be a lot of people in the market. I, I'm not going to predict it's going to be an economic recession because I think journalists doing that is highly inappropriate even i see someone doing it um
0: it, uh can i then I'm like I, property
2: I, prices sticky and rents aren't as sticky based on what no. i've seen
0: no and, and I, I, I i don't necessarily i don't disagree with you on that but i do think there's an issue whereby you mentioned the recession word and we we, we have to be very careful the irish economy might not may not dip into recession but the real economy probably has you know what i mean whereby wages are trying to chase inflation Forget about it. Game over. All of those things. That's where the issue lies, Martin, and where we talk about quality of life. We talk about in, in unaffordable rents and we talk about access to health care. If you have a young child, what's the education needs like? What are the, the school places? All of those things. That's where That's where people, we, and yet our headline rate might look like for the next number of years because we're factoring in. I mean, we have this the intellectual property game that we're playing now with, um, you know, if you have an Apple back in TV in, in, in Japan and you're supposed to apparently, you know, we got to pay someone in Ireland because they own the intellectual property to that. I mean, come on, guys. Like
1: We'll call it Yapple, not yeah, Apple. But, Yapple. But, you're but, talking but, to but, me, man. But, but, but,
0: but, but, but it's not going to, but this stuff, it's, it's only sustainable insofar as um like I, I refer to on the on the podcast with Brian O'Boyle, the economist, as as a as tax avoidance as a, Ireland's natural resource. And he looked at me to 10 ways, but I don't think it's that bad a, a, a get at because even the Nordic countries are are running out of gas and oil you know they, they've used but they use theirs to build sovereign wealth funds and <laughs> what we've and done it, it
1: is a real paradox that you know if we did have international levels of social housing that 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 uh, insulates our property markets somewhat and it is a paradox that we don't have it coming into this period
0: i i, I look first of all thank you again to killian for for giving us the time again i really think that um the 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 quality and breadth of the work that, that that you do is really appreciated in terms of this ongoing crisis and killing we you've been covering it for a number of years now and we you know i don't want to be pessimistic about it all at all i do think that because of the work that you do that those little small tweaks do actually happen you know because it's all well and good martin shouting on twitter um because no one's listening but it, it makes it carries a little more weight so thank you for that but i, but, I appreciate that Tony. Um, and uh, but I will the other thing I will I want to say Martin is, is that where we struggle as a as a country on this is is the point which that you've made the mind shift hasn't happened to that idea no, that we no need person. like we I saw a recent article saying I I spent a weekend in Vienna and it was incredible to see that they have this (laughs) rental market. They're going, going, we've been screaming about the Vienna rental model for a decade. And
1: I, I also think when, when it comes back to, and again, you've got to, you've got to frame everything in the context of climate change and you must frame everything within the context of climate change. A billion people are going to be on the move if we don't do something. And you think, you know, a few people in a hotel in Ballymun is, is an issue. How do you stop a billion people moving across the planet? Eh, somebody figure it out because unless you fix the climate problems, that's where we're heading. And you better get used to it because everybody's entitled to live and they will come and people will come here. And we must be accommodating. The world is changing. Mm
0: and uh, listen folks, we'll leave it there. I will say one thing on a retrofitting scheme. If anybody knows how I can retrofit myself a new co-host, please hit me up. My DMs are open. <laughs> listen, It'll be listen.
1: Good. Well, hopefully they'll bring me in for a refurbish. <laughs> you know, we're just waiting for the contractor, subcontract contractor to get in touch.
0: <laughs> there is absolutely no chance. Honest to God. Listen, folks, we'll leave it there. We are back, I think, hopefully on Friday. Um discussing events in the U.S. as it happens uh, and see and see what's happening there. So, look, we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Tony
1: and Martin, Martin and Tony, speaking to interesting people only. It's the Echo Chamber podcast. Subscribe now on Patreon.